This is our Wikistrat podcast, where we will cover how world events will impact local and international politics. Today, we have the pleasure to talk to Mr. Andre Gomez Suarez. Mr. Suarez is a Colombian writer who is a senior research fellow in the Center for Religion, Reconciliation and Peace at the University of Winchester. Hello, Mr. Suarez. It's very nice to have you here. Hi, Marina. Thank you so much for this invitation. It's a great pleasure to be here with you. Today, we invited him to talk about the protests in Colombia, which started on April 28. Mr. Suarez, I would like you to explain the reasons behind the protests. Why are Colombian people out on the street? Well, Colombians decided to take the streets on April 28 to demonstrate against tax bill that was presented to Congress by President Duque. People felt that it was very unfair on the middle classes and the most vulnerable sectors of Colombian society. And they opposed this tax bill. So that is the short-term reason for people taking the streets. However, this is also connected to a middle-term process that has been unfolding in Colombia at least since 2016. And is that in 2016, there was a peace agreement between the Colombian government and the leftist insurgency, the FARC, the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia. And this peace agreement meant that the Colombian state agreed to do structural reforms in the countryside in order to promote development in the regions and to dismantle the illegal drug trade in Colombia. But unfortunately, the promises of this peace agreement have not been fulfilled and most of the elements of the peace agreement have not been implemented in regards to land redistribution and the dismantling of illicit drugs. So this has created lots of dissatisfaction amongst a large sector of Colombian society who feel that they have been sidelined by the benefits of peace in Colombia. And this is also connected to a broader problem that is, goes beyond 2016 and is a problem of inequality. Colombia is one of the most unequal countries in Latin America. And this problem has been part of the nation state building process. So today, more than 40% of Colombian people live under the line of poverty, and they feel that the, the pandemic has made things much worse for them, and that there is a need for a structural transformation of the economic model in Colombia. And for that reason, they are taking the streets. And what can the government do about it? Can President Ivan Duque lower the flames? Well, the main problem is that President Duque was elected on a political platform that was going precisely against the peace agreement. His political party, the Centro Democratico Party, was created in 2013 as a reaction to the peace negotiations between the Colombian government and the FARC. At the time, the president was Juan Manuel Santos, who is now a Nobel Peace Prize. Um, and the Centro Democratico campaign against the peace process until 2016. It promoted the no vote in a peace referendum in Colombia in 2016. The no vote won the peace referendum, and President Santos had to renegotiate the peace agreement uh, with the Centro Democratico and other sectors of political sectors who opposed the peace agreement. And at the end, they managed to start an implementation in 2017 that was opposed by President Duque as senator of Colombia. 
and that when he was elected as president in 2018, he promoted the idea that he was going to implement some parts of the peace agreement, but some other parts of the peace agreement he was not going to implement. And this has been a very serious problem for him as a president because most of the international community is in favor of that peace agreement and the implementation of that peace agreement. Probably the only president who was a bit skeptical of that peace agreement was Donald Trump. But now, with Joe Biden as president of the U.S., 100% of the international community is asking President Duque to implement this peace agreement. So a President Duque needs to somehow change all his view on what was agreed in 2016 in order to be able to create a degree of legitimacy amongst a large sector of, solo, of Colombian society who today distrust him because of what he has been doing in office over the last three and a half years. A few human rights abuses have been reported, like police brutality, also 40 deaths have been already been counted. The UN recently condemned the violence exercised by the police and the armed forces. How can these demonstrations impact Colombia's stability? Is there any chance that the conflict will lead to an even bigger escalation? Well, that's that's a very good question, Marina, because the, the main problem in Colombia with these demonstrations is that the demonstrations are just the latest part of a crisis that has been unfolding since 2018. The killing of human rights defenders in Colombia started to increase sharply in 2018. 2018 was the year with the largest number of abuses against human rights defenders since 2010. And ever since, the human rights abuses have been growing and growing. Not only that, more than 260 members of the FARC who demobilize and disarm have been killed in the aftermath of the signing of the peace agreement. So in Colombia, over the last three years, there is a sense that the conflict did not finish, that it was not possible to put an end to political violence. Now, if on top of that, there is a demonstration, a protest, like the one that started to take place in 28th of April, 2021, and you have an excessive use of force by the state as a reaction to this social protest. What you have is a very serious distrust on a state that is not willing to respect the rule of law and that is willing to use force in order to stop social protests taking place in Colombia and who is not willing to respect human rights and is pretending to protect only authority as a way to move forward in terms of politics in Colombia. So there is a very serious risk today in Colombia of a further escalation of violence because that's the trend that we have been seeing in the last few years. And the, the current demonstrations, how can they impact the 2022 elections? Who's the alternative to the current government? Well, 
there is no clear alternative to the current government in Colombia. The, the, it's very early stages. If you go and see the uh, opinion polls that have been done in Colombia, the leftist candidate, Petro, who is the one winning, has only 17 to 20% of support. And then below him, there is another candidate from the center left, Fajardo, who's got around 16% of the votes, between 13 and 16%. And then you have other candidates from the center right with less than 10%. So this is a very early stage for the elections in 2022. There is not a clear candidate leading on the polls. The impact of these demonstrations today could go either way. People could see this as the beginning of a serious demand by the majority of Colombian society to have a new political leadership willing to do a structural reform in the country, willing to implement the peace agreement. Or you could have also a large sector of Colombian society who see in these demonstrations a threat to stability, to the status quo, who might side with an authoritarian line of politics and who might decide to support the same line of the politicians who are ruling the country now. Uh, it is very early to say what is the impact that this demonstration is going to have in the elections of 2022. Hey, Mr. Suarez, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure.